refresh your menopause sugar cravings just in time for summer with all-natural Bossa Bars Menopause Energy Bars. They're delicious keto and intermittent fasting-friendly bars created to help women manage weight loss and energy during the challenging stages of the pause. Try them at bossabars.com. That's B-O-S-S-A bars.com and save 10% with code HOTCOOL10. Welcome to Hot Flashes and Cool Topics Podcast, the voice for women in midlife and beyond. At Hot Flashes and Cool Topics, we talk about anything and everything to do with midlife. My name is Colleen. My name is Bridget. And today we have a lot to discuss. We're going to be talking about epigenetics. And epigenetics is the study of how your behaviors and environment can affect the way your genes work. So we invited the authors of Our Hormones, Our Health, on the show to talk about epigenetics. It's Dr. Suzanne Escher-Belk and Dr. Suzanne Kirshner-Bruns. And we will be very honest, um, they are German doctors, so it might be a little hard at times to hear clearly what they're saying, but what they're saying is very important. So we felt like we needed to share it. To start this off, one thing that we did not, I did not know, I can't speak for Bridge, but I did not know was that humans are 99.9% genetically the same. Uh, did you hear that? Like we're genetic. Uh, yeah, that was I just that was really surprising. Like male, female, whatever. Right. We so, all look so different that it was hard to see that we were that much the same. It was fascinating. As soon as she said that, I was like, okay, here we go. And it's in that small part of our differences where diseases, the causes of diseases can be discovered. So epigenetics is studying your environment, the plastics, what are you, you know, what are you breathing, things like that. And it's also studying your behaviors, your stress levels. In those changes, it can actually determine if you're predisposed to a certain type of cancer or gene mutation, whether it's activated, whether it's the light switch goes on or off, really just touch the surface of it in this conversation. Bridget and I will definitely go deeper in season four. We would love to kind of talk more about this topic because we think it's really important. And it actually, you know, I hated chemistry as a high school student. Oh, goodness. I, I didn't take it in high school. I took it in college. Oh. I started to take it and I was like, no, I'm not going to do this. <laughs> and then I, I did take it in college. And it is funny what I didn't Fine. I, I guess I just didn't have the patience and just had boys on my mind or who knows what sure. I had on my mind. <laughs> Makeup and fashion of boys. And now I'm completely interested in science. Yes. When you read their book, it really is fascinating about gene sequencing. And obviously they talk about, since it's our hormones, our health, they talk about menopause, your hormones and, and hormone balancing. But we thought the role of epigenetics would be kind of a different and unique topic to discuss. So before we get started on the episode, Bridget and I want to let you know that we have decided in August that we're going to reshare a couple of the episodes from seasons one and two that we really think are important. And we're going to add a little spin. The new intros will be new, but we're going to be talking about osteoporosis again. We'll be talking about women's health. We will be talking about weight gain because you know you want to hear about hair loss. Some of the topics that we really still get questions on all the time. And we're always pointing to have you listened to this episode. And we said, you know what? For a couple weeks in August, let's just reshare these episodes. You know, we're going to September, we are jumping off with season four. 
I cannot believe I we are starting believe season four. It would normally be the end of September, but we decided to kind of start early. So season four will be the first week in September. And we have an awesome guest to start. We won't you know, tell too much, but we're really thrilled to have this conversation with her and we think you guys are going to enjoy it. And let us know, you know, season four, we're already taping some great episodes, but we always want to hear from the listeners. Please email us at hotflasheshooltopics at gmail.com with your questions. What do you want to know? about midlife, what, you know, areas of your life, whether it's personal dating, business, health, wellness, you name it, fashion, whatever. We want to be that voice for you to get the answers to your questions. So make sure to send them to us so we can get jumping right into season four. But before we do that, we have to first talk about epigenetics. Welcome back to Hot Flashes and Cool Topics. Today we have a really interesting conversation with two doctors who wrote a book recently called Our Hormones, Our Health, How to Understand Your Hormones and Transform Your Life. So welcome, Dr. Suzanne Eschebeck and Dr. <laughs> Suzanne Kirshner-Bruns. Welcome yeah, to the show. Yeah, that's me. Good morning. Or <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on. You know, you sent us the book, which Bridget and I have reviewed. And one of the topics that we really haven't touched on that much yet this season, but we think is important, is epigenetics. We would appreciate if one of you kind of started the conversation with just explaining epigenetics and the role it plays for women in midlife. Yes. And I think we, our aim is not to talk about this typical menopause themes like hot flashes and all the things concerning to that, yes, because I think that's mentioned very often, which kind of uh, external disruptors we have influencing our hormones and not only the sexual hormones, but insulin and our um, hormones regulating our appetite or weight gain hormones, things like that, find an awareness concerning the role of our hormones and our lifestyle and our environment we are living in because it has changed dramatically dramatically in the last century, let's say, because uh, the influence uh, attached everybody in the industrial environment. And so another new thing is the epigenetics. Uh, we are not our blueprint in the genes, but we have the ability to change our genome by the epigenetics. We have a genetic code, but only more or less 20% is fixed. And in former times, we thought, okay, if my father was ill, my mother was ill, uh, I could not change it. I can eat what I want. I can drink out of what I'm, I'm a, the victim of my genetic code. And that's not true. Epigenetic code shows it's depend on our lifestyle, on the way we live, on our sleep, on the stress level we had, on the things we eat. And this is the fantastic news because we are not victims, but we are, we are, we could be so strong and developing a healthy lifestyle and taking care of our hormones by ourselves. We should say one uh, sentence um, to explain the science. It's a new science, uh, the epigenetic. We, we talk about that for the last 20 years or longer. 
And um, so it's a very new science which came up when uh, scientists um, really found out that we are not born as or we don't grow up as we uh, we were, were born. So now uh, in the last 10 years and 20 years, so the environmental um, became um, bigger and bigger issues. Yes, yeah, scientists, yeah. Um, we mentioned the name Elizabeth Blackburn, for example, she got the Nobel Prize for it. Um, scientists find out the whole epigenetic code of a human being. And then we hope to find, oh, okay, she has a, a diabetes mellitus or osteoporosis or cancer. Let's check the genes. Let's check the code. And you do not find in most of the diseases, in more than 80% of the diseases, you do not have a special area where it's written in the genetic code. But you have a lot of genes which are on and off. And there are other reasons if a phenotype came out or not, if a disease came out or not. And this is a very important thing for us as a medical doctors to see the human being and the women in a very personalized way. Did she have anything in her genetic structure that we should take care of? And what? how can we handle it? The, the good news is that by our uh, daily life, we can influence the genes during our lifetime. And this is the good news. And more than 99% of all the genes are absolutely identical, whether tall, small, blonde, red, black, white, whatever. We have the same information in our genes, but where we live, if we have enough vitamin D through the sun, what we eat, if we are wedgies or not. So, so many things influence the appearance, the outcome. And this is something fantastic because we can get control. Mm -hmm. Wow. So what are some things, I know in your book you mentioned it, uh, items that we really need to be aware of that we need to avoid to not take in our bodies to prevent these things happening to our bodies we shouldn't drink water out of plastic bottles for example because um, with all this plastic i mean designer will will um, inform you later um, in all this plastic these are little little things they're so little you can't see them with your eyes you'd see them under a microscope or something but they enter into your body and they enter within every cell so they they catch um, or they adapt at the um, at the receptors where normally the the female hormones are also clicking so yeah they imitating mm -hmm. for example the hormonal receptors for estrogen and we are living in a time where most of the women have a dominance of estrogen most of the people and even a lot of doctors think when the women gets into perimenopause and menopause the first hormone which lows is estrogen but this is absolutely incorrect The first one is a progesterone in the age of 35, 40. We have a lack of progesterone. So and the other very important. And two high estrogens. And this has 
reasons because the women did not have her um, her normal normal cycle with the ovulation yeah. with the ovulation after the age of 35 or 40 the ovulation is not that regular anymore and in the second half of the cycle the progesterone level raises and when the ovulation is not sufficient then there is a lack of progesterone in the second half of the period in the last two weeks and another and then the estrogen is too high enough with with um, bad influence on the body and another thing is that the microplastic in the environment has same not the same structure but the same effect to the receptor and that's we called the wrong estrogens and they are binding xenoestrogens and they are binding longer and have sometimes stronger effects on the body. And we see that most of the women these days have an estrogen dominance. And that starts very early. Yeah. These are bad hormones. Uh, they affect the liver. They Due they, to a headache or yeah, migraine have, also. Yes. And yeah. it, the autoimmune diseases rise for example, autoimmune disease of the thyroid is affected, the Hashimoto is affected with microplastic mm -hmm. and um, estrogen dominance is uh, weight gain and uh, more water in the body, sleep disruption and a lot of psychological okay. changes. Mood swings. Mood swings. Bad. So yeah. you're saying that estrogen dominance can also affect our mental health, can make us more depressed and, and well, more angry. Yeah. Yes, the, uh, the hormones have a um, very specific influence of our mood. To come back to the epigenetic influence of our lifestyle. For example, something very important is uh, the sugar, the sugar industry with refined sugar, um, because it leads to uh, insulin dominance. Um, we, we have too much so sugar, so we have a very high level of insulin too high levels of insulin. And in an epigenetic way, it says that the little ends of the chromosomes are affected by this insulin. And we know nowadays that too high levels of insulin are making the age process faster. A very important thing is that we reduce this refinated sugar, sugar yeah. and eat good food with minerals with vitamins and which lasts to a long constant blood sugar this is very important and this is epigenetic it's easy and it's so fantastic to see wow we are we are faster in aging when we eat too much sugar this is this is a very good way to hold a diet i think you know i noticed in your book you talk about the superstars of epigenetics like avocados Broccoli, pomegranate, salad, whole grains. I'm reading straight from the book. Leafy green vegetables, beans, liver, and fatty fish. And, you know, it's like it, we often tell people what they should be taking, and it's hard to actually do it. But when you hear that you're aging faster because of it, it's it kind of motivates you even more to yes. listen to the experts and say, okay, well, my epigenetics are playing a role. And I want to go back a little bit to what you were saying that 99% 
of our DNA is identical. Because when I read that in your book, I really was like, it was like an aha moment. Everyone thinks that their, their DNA is so personal. Yeah, from all people in the world. Yeah, and this is, this is fantastic because I have a single egg twins at home. They are now 19 years old. So I have my epigenetic example at home, my daughters. <laughs> yeah? And they are 100% identical. And they are so different because one lives as a vegetarian, the other for a long time, the other not. One loves sweets, the other not. You see, this is the best example for epigenetics because which part of the genetic cone is turned on or turned off? And this is dependent by education, by surrounding, by uh, school, by friends, by parents, and by um, trauma, trauma, caring, education, food, circumstances of life. It's so interesting because I'm I'm curious, and I'm not sure if you know this or not, is the role of epigenetics something kind of new since products like plastic have been produced in the past over 100 years? I think it was in the 1960s, um, 1968. uh, I don't know exactly when um, Watson and Crick, these were two scientists, which um, for the first time they decoded the human... um, yeah, genetics. So they part of, part of the human genetic. They said, okay, in every cell there is this code. We do have this this life or code. And in the year two thousand and one, so so we're just talking about the last twenty years. So the scientists they really decoded the whole human genetic for for the very first time. So um, actually, we do not know whether any influence before um, or whether anything before had such a deep influence um, according our genetic. Um, I told my patients that for a, for a person who has diabetes mellitus, the, the poison is sugar. And for a menopausal lady, the poison is stress. Mm-hmm. We as women have toxic stress and this in middle age directly <laughs> going into our cells and into the genetic code and we have to take care as a community of our stress relief we mm-hmm. have to see why we have stress and we we have to find Avoid ways yes. out of this mm-hmm. this um doing everything perfect everything multitasking um this is not good for our genetic code and not good for our personalities. And this is something affecting us 100%. Stress, plastic. And I want to add something because when we are talking about good aging, so we are talking, of course, about beauty, but we are talking as well um, um, about health. So when we're talking about good aging, we really want uh, women and, and all people in the world, of course, but women to um, to age in a very healthy way, you know. And, and it's very interesting that the new science in Germany, I don't know how it is in the United States, but in Germany, it takes 10 to 15 years 
until the new knowledge of silence gets into the science. practice, science in the practice of the health doctors. Think about vitamin D. We are working since 15 years now with vitamin D. And now everybody's talking about, yes, it's against cancer and yeah. winter depression and uh, uh-huh. epigenetic, very important. And it t- took 15 years until we talk about this. And mm-hmm. I think that we are doing with menopause now. Mm-hmm. No, it's it's to get anything approved by the FDA in the United States. Mm-hmm. It takes a long time as well. It mm-hmm. takes a very long and time. And normally it has to be male-related. Females, we, yeah. we go on the back burner. Yes, we yeah. go. We are not looked at. But time yeah. is changing now. Another thing I noticed in your book that, um, and I can't remember which of you do this, talk to your patients, you ask them to bring in their cosmetics, their makeup, uh, yes, and I, as you were talking about all the plastics through my head, I was thinking about all of my cosmetics and products that I put on my face that come in plastic containers. I think mm-hmm. I maybe have two things that come in a glass container, okay. and everything else is plastic. And and now I'm thinking about this, and oh my goodness, I, I was I was just curious. Could you talk a little bit about that, about the cosmetics and what you tell your patients to do? But it's also um, you also have to differentiate between plastic and plastic, or yes, every plastic. Oh. if it has fast plastic, if it has bisphenol yeah. A, this yeah. is the one. You know, this uh, bisphenol A when when they invented it. Um, the industry thought that maybe we can take it for birth control, but it was not strong enough. So, for God's sake, yeah. So <laughs> you can see the effect on the hormones was there, you know. Mm-hmm. And so we have this special bisphenol-free plastic mm-hmm. bottles, and then you have to take care that there's not another bisphenol B inside or something. So not, I think there's a change going on too. And I think the good companies and the very well-known known company companies, uh, they really avoid this bisphenol and their plastics. I mean, they use plastic. So not every plastic you use, not every container you use is a bad one. So you can check at the bottom yeah. or whatever, or look right. at the website of the company who produces this, um, uh, these containers, or this cosmetic and just uh, go on the website and I think they will inform yeah. you. And you, there you have apps, you can yeah. check the things yeah. in the in the supermarket, yeah. they can see what's inside. We are living yeah. in Berlin and there's yeah. a huge startup scene and sometimes you buy things afterwards, yeah. you can eat them. You do yeah. not know what's made out of soy <laughs> or whatever. And that that uh, that yeah. is hope, you know. The the younger people or yeah. kids, for example, they are so so aware strength, it, yeah. severe and aware. And if we buy a wrong thing, we try to take care. But if we use a plastic <laughs> bag, then oh, what? Don't Stop. do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're very aware. Right. They're very aware. And I just yeah. want to let our listeners know that when you were talking about the bisphenol A, it's BPA, and we'll have the spelling of it in the show notes so that you guys can check that out. Mm-hmm. So right. you are looking for the ingredients. Um, for people who are just discovering that, oh, I can shut this some of my genes on and off. Oh, I have the ability for that light switch to turn on and off. What are kind of the first steps they can take to educate themselves on the environmental issues that can affect their, you know, aging and their health? What should they start with first? Because it could be overwhelming. 
what are you eating? What gets in the body? What's outside? We are part of everything. What air do you breathe? What are you eating? I think make a list what, what you use. That could be a first thing. Check your meals. What, what is important for you? What Maybe what can you change? And could to you stay with the, yeah, to stay with the meals. So, so please uh, avoid um, to, to um, eat something which is so ready, ready-made meal and just um, buy fresh vegetables and buy fresh uh, fruits. I mean, best is to buy them on the market, not regional, market, seasonal, unpacked again. Yeah, yeah. regional. But, but I think um, mm-hmm. not to lose the fun behind it, you know, if you told the patient or somebody asking you, you have to change now, eat only salad, do this, do this, do this. We are not yeah. working with We're this radical. Uh, radical. <laughs> but which are, when the patient came, we ask them, which are, what's your wish? How much time you can Mm-hmm. afford to go to the market to go to the supermarket uh, to do cooking to, to do cooking yeah. and we want to, to show exercise. them with yeah. with easy little changes to live a healthier life or for example meditation and relaxation yoga calming down the the little parts on top of our kidneys the adrenals How can you calm them down? Then it's not, okay, you have to sit now, meditate every hour, sitting position. People will faint. How can you... And get new stress. Yes. So. How can you take a walk, leave the car when you can, take time for yourself in silence, stop breathing, get in contact with yourself. This self-awareness and this... Um, Go to a good practitioner, find out your risk factors, Mm -hmm. see what's in your family, Mm -hmm. the medical drugs you have to take, Mm -hmm. diseases you have maybe, and then find the best solution. We are talking with our patients, we are not general medicine or internal medicine, but I say we are doing health coaching. Mm -hmm. We are talking like in the functional medicine You, you ask your patients in which phase of life you are. Yeah, you, you, are, you have kids and job and, and problems with your marriage and, and changing living place and not everything at the same place. Where is the space we can start working with each other? Well, mm-hmm. we really enjoyed reading your book because I think it t- sheds a different light on this stage mm-hmm. of life. And we always like being able to show all the different aspects of, of positive aging, of staying healthy, of the role environment plays. I don't think we talk enough about that in the States. So hopefully this will open a dialogue. Um, again, for the listeners, the book is called Our Hormones, Our Health, How to Understand Your Hormones and Transform Your Life. And I would like to thank both of you, Bridget, and I would like to thank you both yes, for your you. time. We know in Berlin, it's a totally different time Bridget- time yes yes thank you so much for having you it was a pleasure and maybe to say we have a very good potential and we're living in a very good time no fear no panic everything will be very very good if you have the knowledge about it right yes Well, thank you so much, doctors, for being on our show and helping us learn more about epigenetics. It is just fascinating. It really makes me think twice about what I am eating and what the container that I'm eating from 
is, you know, the, and my the, water because I'm yeah, really the, bad at water at plastic bottles. I am, I, like. you know, I tried, you know, since we got like just, you know, with the refrigerator with the water, I try to refill, but sometimes that doesn't always happen. And I really am thinking about what I'm putting on my skin, what's going in my pores, what I'm eating, and how that affects things. And it was just so interesting too to hear about what happened. A hundred years ago, when maybe there weren't as many plastics out there where people grew their food more. And that tiny little percentage that is different from everybody else. I just was amazed that how fascinating it is fascinating. Yes. And so make sure that you check us out. Our new season four starts on September 7th. So make sure you're well, check out all the episodes, but that's our new season. We'll have really great guests to kick off that season. And we have some really great guests coming up. And just follow us on all social media and everywhere. Rate us, review us. And thank you so much for listening. Thanks, guys. Have a great week. And don't forget, we will be putting up some of our favorite episodes coming up in August with some new intros. So if you want to learn about those, make sure you're subscribed. 